Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Our thanks to Mark uh, uh, Berger for joining us. And he is actually up in the Uinta Basin somewhere. Mark Berger is, uh, he oversees air quality policy section of the uh, Utah DEQ's Division of Air Quality uh, Department. And Mark, thank you for taking time. And I have to ask the question. It seems like everybody who's involved in air quality in the state of Utah is lurking around the Uinta Basin today. What's going on? Oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me on. We're up here. Uh, our air quality board decided to start doing some on-site air quality board meetings. They meet once a month, and uh, because of the wintertime issues they have up here, they thought it would uh, be good to hold an air quality board meeting. So we just got done with that, and we're about to take them on a tour and so they can see some of the oil and gas uh, facilities out here. Oh, that's great. Uh, this came out of the EPA just a little while ago, it's uh, as of today, October twenty, uh, October 2nd, and it came through at about 11.23 a.m., so I know that a lot of people are still digesting this, but the headline is EPA awards $9.7 million for air quality projects in Utah, and then as you dig into it a little bit more, it uh, is given to Utah because the DEQ has demonstrated consistent leadership in working with local interests to make progress on air quality challenges and enhance the public health. That came from the EPA regional administrator, uh, Gregory Sopkin. And then they laid out where the money, uh, where the grants are going to go. The Salt Lake area, which is defined as not only Salt Lake County, but Davis County and I believe uh, Weber Morgan Health Departments, $4.7 million to repair and replace passenger vehicles that fail emissions tests. And then right where you are right now, $5 million, the bigger portion of this, is going to the UN basin to replace natural gas engines used in energy production equipment in the basin with new and cleaner burning engines. Perhaps I could just get your first blush uh, response to getting this $9.7 million for the good causes here in Utah. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, we're really, really excited about it. We've uh, had a pretty good success in the past years for, uh, of applying for and winning these grants and, and implementing them, so it sounds like um, EPA agreed, and they thought they'd right. um, let us try to do some more incentive programs, and so we're, we're real excited to 
start creating them and implementing them for sure. There, there's an interesting term that has emerged over the last several years. We've all heard of watershed, and now we're hearing about our airshed and how important that is and how we need to guard it jealously just like we do our watersheds. And as you look at the airsheds here in the state of Utah, certainly the Wasatch Front is a, a hot topic. But before we deal with kind of our, our backyard for most of our listeners today, although we really appreciate and thank all of our great listeners up in the Uinta Basin, let's talk about the Uinta Basin and what is the, the need. When I saw that it was $5 million to replace natural gas engines, I thought, well, hey, I thought natural gas engines compared to good old, you know, burning gasoline and diesel engines was a good thing. What's the priority there? Why are we focusing on the newer and obviously we want cleaner burning engines, but is it that big a deal up there? Yeah, you know, uh, Uinta Basin is really unique. We're, they're non-attainment for the ozone standard, which along the Wasatch Front is a, a summertime issue, but up here it's a wintertime issue. There's a lot of chemistry with the snow on the ground. but And uh, the emissions from the oil and gas industry, there's NOx and VOCs, volatile organic compounds that combine, you know, when the conditions are right to cause this ozone, which is harmful to human health. And EPA has set a standard for that, and, and they're... Um, they're not attaining it up here. And when we look at, at what sources of emissions there are in the UNA Basin, it's pretty clear it's coming from the oil and gas industry. And uh, particularly from older natural gas engines, there's um, there's a little over 8,000 engines up here in the basin that, just to help with their operations. And about 2,000 of those are uh, 2008 and older. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the difference between a 2008 natural gas engine and newer, cleaner one, the emissions difference is quite significant. Interesting. Yeah, I, I wondered about that when I read that. And, and I'm also curious how this will actually be implemented. And let's take it right here along the Wasatch Front as we talk about this, uh, quote unquote, Salt Lake area that uh, where the DEQ now will work with the Davis County Health Department, the Salt Lake City Health Department, the Weber Morgan Health Department to implement the assistance of low-income individuals with the vehicles that have failed emission inspections. How do you envision that working? I don't know if this is still kind of a project in process, but what what's the idea here, and how do we help get some of those real belching old non-complying engines off the road? Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's a, a pro- yeah, like it's kind of a project in, in process right now, and. Um, but we, we have experience with this. We actually won a similar grant a few years ago for Cache County, a vehicle repair and replacement assistance program up there, and have implemented it successfully. And we'll, so we'll probably follow that model here. And um, we'll, we'll get the money, and we're working right now with the health departments. Most of most of the grant money will be sub-awarded to them, and it will the program will align with their vehicle emissions and inspection programs. Would somebody then who uh, gets the bad news on their car and it looks like it's going to be a healthy bill to get into compliance or maybe the old beast is just flat done, would they apply then for the for the money from the health department? Yeah, so what will happen, it'll be probably between four to six months before we're ready to launch the program. But if someone, you have to fill an emissions test. So if you take a, uh, say, a 2003 or older vehicle in and you fail your emissions test, then you would qualify for a replacement. And you'd have to fill out an application with the health department to show that, yes, it's been registered in the state of Utah. Yes, you're the owner. Uh, it's functioning. Um, and, and once they approve that application, then 
you'd go to a, a dealership for with, with which they have a contract and, and shop for a car that qualifies and get up to depending on uh, uh, your income level up to five thousand five hundred dollars towards the purchase of uh, a newer cleaner vehicle not necessarily a brand new vehicle it just have to right. be a tier two bin five is what we call it but a or a lot cleaner vehicle than a 2003 or older. I know every time I've talked with the governor and or anybody who's really, really focused on the, the quality of our air and what we're doing to uh, reach the goals, whether it's before our editorial board, whatever it might be, let me speak to the governor. They always talk about the uh, the Tier 3 gasolines and kind of the natural replacement of vehicles, the bringing on of Tier 3 gasoline, that that is going to do immeasurable good for the uh, the pollution problems and the air quality along the Wasatch Front especially, but throughout the state of Utah. Is that pretty much going to be the key, kind of getting these these newer cars online? It will be somewhat of a natural evolution? Yeah, a lot of it is. And so the problem we had in the past why we decided to do this uh, replacement program is a lot of times we focused on a really old, dirty car with fell emissions. And there, there's good programs that are necessary, I think, to help um, people repair their vehicles. But if they repair a, a tier one vehicle that's, you know, one fifth or even one fiftieth fiftieth the standard of one of these tier three vehicles, it's it's just kind of incenting leaving an older, dirty vehicle on the road for longer. And so we thought, you know, why don't we help people, you know, transition a little easier from a, an older, dirtier car to a newer one that will run a lot cleaner on this tier three fuel is it kind of the lipstick on the pig philosophy that no matter what yeah. you do to some of those old beasts no matter how good it runs yeah. it's still a polluting. yeah eventually it's gonna fail and, and die again and yeah. dirty again so we yeah mark i really appreciate you taking time to uh, join us today have a safe i'm assuming you're coming back uh, but have a safe trip that's a beautiful drive down from the uina basin and thank you so much for joining us here at ksl yeah, no problem. Anytime. Thanks, Doug. Mark Berger with us here on Inside Sources.